Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer filling in for Susan Littlefield today. And uh, joining us today is Arlen Suderman from Stonex. Arlen, thanks for joining us uh, here on a midweek Wednesday. Uh, so just taking a quick look at the uh, grains here. It uh, looks like uh, corn did settle down about 2 to 6 cents. Soybeans are, uh, looks like, 7 to 11 cents lower. And uh, wheat, Kansas City, down 11 to 13 here today. Uh, before we talk about the grains individually, uh, thoughts on the markets overall? You said it was maybe less about the grains and more about the other markets today, huh? Yeah, you can try to put fundamental reasons on this, but this is all about risk off on Wall Street. Uh, we saw pressure on the pressure on most of the commodities. It wasn't a panic situation, um, but it's all about recession talk. Um, and not that we have recession, the data is quite the opposite, but rather fear that the data coming out is going to pressure the Fed to get more aggressive in its monetary tightening, creating a recession. Uh, for all the talk about us going into recession, it simply hasn't happened. Um, there are sectors of our economy that are in a recession, but the overall economy, it hasn't happened. The data has said the opposite, that we've actually been more resilient. That's because we still have so much stimulus still in the economy, trillions of dollars of stimulus still in the economy. And so that means that we are still spending money as consumers and that companies are hiring employees, they're fighting over a limited supply of workers, which gives us wage inflation. Inflation at the, in the service sector, which is very labor-intensive, is still, um, still high and creeping higher, even as goods inflation is getting lower. So Wall Street now fears what the Fed may do, and as that happens, then we're seeing that um, uh, everyone on Wall Street's worried about decreased demand for commodities, so therefore they don't want their money invested in commodities, and that created a lot of headwinds in today's markets. So uh, where were those headwinds most prevalent? Did we see a lot of this in, in energies, in metals, in uh, some of the other financials and indices? Where, where did it really show up today? Well, crude oil was under pressure most of the day. Probably the biggest place where we saw it was really in the grain and oil seeds as far as what would affect us. Um, and I know, I know the argument, in recession people still eat, and that is certainly true. Uh, but fund managers make macroeconomic decisions, and they paint with a broad brush, and their thinking is, you know, they don't want to own any of the so-called riskier asset classes if we're going to be going into a recession. We've been hearing this now for coming on about nine or ten months. And as I said, some sectors of the economy have been in a recession already, like the manufacturing sector and the housing sector. But we saw data coming out today from sectors of the uh, the manufacturing sector that are actually starting to see improvement now. Um, the housing sector is starting to see some improvement, still depressed, but starting to see some improvement. And we still haven't tamed inflation. We've never tamed inflation in this country without taking our, uh, the Fed's benchmark interest rate above the level of inflation. We still have about 160 basis points, about 1.6 percentage points to go 
before we do that. And the inflation data that came out, the consumer price index data that came out on Tuesday, was showing that we have some pockets. Well, the year-on-year numbers declined again, the lowest since 2021. The month-on-month numbers were equal to what we saw in some of the peak inflation times last year. And so that suggests that we've got some of those pressures starting to come back. And so retail sales data came out today for the month of January, up 3% month-on-month, and really feeding those worries that the consumer starting to feel better about things, starting to adjust to this environment, and starting to spend more. And so that's really what heated up the talk that we would see uh, a more aggressive Fed. Um, when you look at the grain and oil seeds, they can rally in this environment, but they just have to have a stronger story to do so, and that story is absent right now. If there's any story that has been providing some support of late, it's been the increasing intensity of the fighting in Ukraine and a belief that that war is going to get more intense than, than better rather than better. Uh, which could shut off even more commodities coming from that region. But today, the story was the macroeconomic story that overshadowed Ukraine, and they quickly forgot about it for now. Yeah, Just real quickly, and I know you can't pin one number on it, right? I know it's big, it's more complex than that. But uh, if, if there was an inflation number that was acceptable at this point, uh, could, could you answer that? Because I, I see 6% like what came out here not too long ago, and I, I still don't like that. What, what are you looking for a, a target? What's the balance, do you think? What matters here is what the Federal, uh, Federal Reserve has mandated. The Federal Reserve is mandated by Congress to have a 2% inflation level. And so we're well above that. We're about four and a half points above that at this point. And so they've got a lot of work to do. It's a lot, you know, six and a half percent is a lot better than 10%, but you can't pull inflation down below what the level of wage inflation is. All right. Again, we've been visiting with Arlen Suderman from Stone X. Stay tuned. Coming up in the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell, we're going to dive more into some of these grains specific, talk about what's going on in uh, livestock as well, uh, get an update on what's going on uh, in, in the in South America, south of the equator, uh, how harvest is going, what planting is kind of looking like uh, there as well. And uh, again, talk about what's going on in livestock, cattle and hogs. That and more is coming up in the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Stay tuned here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Joe Gangwish with Fontenelle Hybrids. Let's get another Fontenelle feature, this time with Lynn Junk. Lynn and his wife Michelle run Junk Seeds near Carroll, Nebraska. Lynn, you say being a dealer for Fontenelle has been enjoyable. How so? My uh, favorite part about it is getting to uh, help my customers, which most of them are family, friends, and neighbors, to make good decisions out in their field and to help them bring more dollars home. Let's talk about performance. How has Fontenelle performed on your own farm? The Fontenelle products of my farm have performed very well. The main thing I've been able to see is a consistency between the different hybrids and allowing me to have more flexibility on placement. It's nice to have numbers that are able to go in and out of difficult acres but yet perform well on your better soils on the farm. It's just been very good and quite frankly it's increased my profit. That's Fontenelle dealer Lynn Junk. For more information you can always contact Junk Seeds in the Carroll, Nebraska area or any local Fontenelle hybrids dealer. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. Again, I'm Chad Moyer, joined once again by Arlen Suderman from Stonex. Uh, Arlen, let's uh, talk about these grains here. Like we said, uh, it seemed like a, a kind of risk off here today, uh, and, and the grains were caught up in this. One thing I did notice, though, in, in soybeans, beans and meal were down. Oil was a little bit higher, though, here today. Uh, any thoughts on, on the conversation in beans today? Well, the primary thing in beans was getting sucked lower with the rest of the markets. Oil was simply higher because of the unwinding of spreads between meal and oil. Um, that meal market is something we really need to keep an eye on. We haven't had a CFTC commitment of traders report now for almost three weeks. Um, but based on what we know that was true of the last report we did get and what we've made observations of happening in the market since, we believe that the funds had built near record large ownership of meal based largely on the Argentine drought. And so that market is very vulnerable to collapse. And if that happens, that could lead to a collapse in the soybean market as well. Is today that collapse? I don't think we can say that um, because uh, while we were down sharply in meal, um, it still didn't do a lot of chart damage yet, but if we continue to see this weakness, then we could see that happening. But as meal goes down, we're generally going to see oil go up in that crush spread, and that's what we saw today, even though most everything else was under pressure. Arlen, what are you hearing from South America? Uh, harvest and planting progress in Brazil, crop condition in Argentina. Are there some stories uh, from South America to watch right now? Uh, there are. Um, Argentine drought continues. Uh, we saw some intense temperatures, heat over the weekend. That is moderated now. So over the next 10 days or so, we expect temperatures to be normal to below normal. Even so even though rainfall, there are showers, but less than normal. Um, but the uh, cooler temperatures should help. But we're generally seeing still declining production estimates as we move through the growing season. Uh, Brazil, they're harvesting the soybean crop. And so the big question is, um, the excess of rains that we're seeing over about 15% of the soybean production area, as I talked to our people in Brazil, they say no significant quality problems yet. So not too worried about that yet, something we're watching. Um, the other thing is, can they get enough soybeans harvested and their safrina corn planted in time so it can produce or generally want to have that safrina corn planted and made a grasso by the 1st of March? So we can make pollination and early grain fill before the rainy season ends in the last half of April. Uh, as of Friday, we get the updates once a week on Friday. And as of last Friday, 42%, uh, excuse me, 45% of the soybeans were harvested and made a grasso. 42% of the corn was planted. So while that's slower than average, and much slower than last year. It's not that much slower than average, and there is still plenty of time for it to happen. And so there's, I think it's too soon to be really worried about that crop not getting planted, the Safrina corn crop not getting planted yet at this time. I, uh, I still believe it's going to happen, and then we'll have to see kind of what kind of growing season we see unfold beyond that. All right. Arlen, let's wrap up a few words on the mercantile here. Again, uh, a little movement in uh, cattle and hog futures, but uh, it doesn't look like they settled very far away from unchanged. Uh, kind of a quiet mercantile. What do you make of the meats today? Yeah, really feeling that outside pressure. Now, the weaker feed prices did increase some demand for feeder cattle. That was more, a little bit more of the exception. Uh, the exception. 
Um, on the cattle, we're generally expecting to see another week of late Friday trade, probably steady to higher, maybe one to two dollars higher is kind of what feedlots are thinking right now, but we'll have to see how that plays out, but we're still kind of trending higher on that. The interesting development in the hogs and, and tied to what we've been talking about, the CPI data that came out, inflation data came out on Tuesday, showed food costs for consumption at home were up 11% year on year, food away from home up 8% year on year. That's not due to what the farmers, the producers getting for the meats. If we look at uh, the red meats especially, uh, beef prices are flat or up 1% from a year ago level. Pork prices are flat with year ago level, although poultry is up 11%. But much of the increase that we're seeing uh, in consumer price index is really margins at the retail level as well as labor costs and energy costs. Um, so hopefully we'll start to see those come down a little bit so that uh, the maybe we'll improve the demand from the consumer for that meat and and help us support these prices here that we're seeing in, um, right now as the supplies tighten up. Arlen, if folks would like to get a hold of you, how can they follow along with you? No, at stonex.com or they can reach me on Twitter to give me a direct message or, or whatever. My handle is Arlen, A-R-L-A-N-F-F, as in Frank, Frank, 101. Very good. Thanks for being on the program with us again here today. Arlen Suderman from Stonex joins us on today's Fontenelle Final Bell. Again, a reminder, trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss. might not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. It's brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealer. Here on the Rural Radio Network, Chad Moyer reporting.